You are now listening to the homily of Father Francis Lynch, parish priest of St. Mary's Church in Chislehurst, UK. This service is provided by the Lexio Divina team, part of the LOV Verbum Die ministry, who invites you all to share this reflection and their love for the Word of God. The Gospel is the good news of salvation for mankind. That salvation is only through Jesus Christ, as Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You alone have the words of eternal life. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. First, I'd like to begin by greeting all the members of the LOV, the Verdon Day family, and say how welcome you are to this uh, sermon or this talk. Secondly, um, I'd like to say that normally speaking, I'd try to do a sermon on the gospel of the day, but for various reasons, it seems suitable um, to <clears throat> bypass that just for this week and to talk about the synod. And the reason for this is that um, the Pope has just recently called a synod of the whole church to be held in about two years' time. And he's asked that the matters which might be discussed in the synod should be discussed in individual churches. Um, individual churches, by the way, means dioceses. Um, individual churches, bishops' conferences, which means whole groups of dioceses, which are connected often by language, and down to the parish level and the level of the individual. Now this, once you get down to that level, it's diluted a lot. But I'd just like to share a few thoughts on the Synod and um, what we should do about it and how far, um, how far we participate. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. And also, I think many of the bishops will be giving pastoral letters, many of the English bishops will give you, be giving pastoral letters, which will address these points as well. So the first thing is, um, why is the Pope called the Synod? And what does he want here? He wants to hear from all, the, from all of the Catholics throughout the world. Um, and why does he, what does he want here? Why does he want here? Um, and there are a number of answers to both those questions. Um, he wants to hear uh, from the Catholics in the world because he wants to, <clears throat> as Cardinal Newman would put it, he wants to consult the faithful. And by consulting the faithful, he doesn't mean that this is going to become a, a church which is based on democracy or is based on um, political parties or is based on the will of the many overcoming the will of the few or any of that. He just wants to get a sense of what the faithful feel about the church and the way it's going. At least that's, what, that's how I would understand it. And when Cardinal Newman used the word consulting the faithful um, in the title of a pamphlet, um, he, he was a bit criticised because people thought, um, have we become a Protestant church where we elect, where we elect and choose and pay our leaders? And he said, no, no. Uh, we're a Catholic church, and consulting means, when he used the words, it means rather like you would consult your watch or consult the thermometer, just to see what people say, not because your watch or your thermometer is actually going to tell you what to do. So what sort of thing 
does the Pope want here? And that is a much more difficult question to answer, or maybe easier because there is no definite answer and consequently we can give almost anyone at all. What does the Pope want here? I'd say it's really not clear. When I read it, I thought that his main message was evangelization. How do we bring people into the Catholic Church? How do we encourage people? How do we um, shine the light of Christ that will attract people towards Christ, towards his church? What should we be doing? How should we be doing it? That's what I thought it meant. And then someone sent me a very long email, um, not critical, it was quite pleasant. Um, however, he said he couldn't see that in the various documents at all. He saw it as the Pope was asking for the church to look at itself, to have a conversation with itself and to um, work out what it, the church, or she, the church is thinking and feeling and try to put those, put those into some sort of expression. Um, so that would be a much more introspective view of what the Synod is about. And it could be true. Um, in any case, uh, what is in practice going to happen is that all of the parishes throughout Britain are supposed to be holding meetings in which the uh, objectives of the Synod are considered. And whichever way you look at it, those meetings, we had one yesterday evening, um, rather ahead of most parishes, but those meetings are almost inevitably going to bring up certain things. And one is that um, it's going to bring up anything which is popular and in the news at the moment. So for instance, things like climate change, things like um, respecting racial differences, things like respecting differences of all sorts, those things are almost certainly going to come up just because they're popular and they're in the air at the moment. And secondly, almost everything that comes up is going to be um, is going to be contradicted by someone else, and that may or may not actually occur in practice, because, um, but almost certainly, whatever someone thinks, you know, in a reasonably diverse parish and in a parish where people are free to feel themselves free to talk, almost inevitably, someone will say something and. Someone, several of the people will agree with them, several of the people will flattery in their mind contradict them, but maybe too polite to say. But polite or not, there will be contradiction of almost every point which is brought up. And it will be quite difficult um, to reconcile that and send something to the bishops, which will make much sense. The second point I'd like to say, and I, which I did say, um, is, that, is that the church is a huge organization and many of the people in parishes in England will sort of feel that they're, once they've agreed amongst themselves, and it does mean suppressing people who disagree with them, once they've agreed with them amongst themselves, then really Rome ought to agree with them, that is to say the Pope ought to agree with them. But um, the world is much wider than that. Much more important might be the voices which come from Africa, from India, where there are hundreds of millions of Catholics, from China, where someone said there are more Catholics in China than there are in the rest of the world combined, which I said was probably wishful thinking and is almost certainly true. 
um, South America, North America, there are millions of Christians, Catholics, um, Australia, New Zealand, um, the Philippines, um, many other countries. And then there are places where the church has been um, tried to be suppressed or is persecuted, places like Iran and many other places throughout the world. So my third and last point is going to be this, and so I have gone on quite a long time already, is that it is worth taking this seriously, if only because it's good for every Christian, every Catholic, every now and then to think, what is important to me about my faith? What do I think is important? What do I feel is important? And do the two coincide? If not, something should be changing, otherwise, I'm harboring and, and even encouraging contradictions within myself. So whether or not my particular parish is going to have a big influence on Synod in two years time, my own feelings, reflections and thoughts about these things should have a big influence on my own life, my own spirituality and my own commitment to Christ um, in two years time and hopefully rather before that. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And I'd like to finish with a blessing. The Lord be with you. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much. The Lecture Divina team hopes that this homily has helped you to deeply welcome the Word of God and gave you the strength to put the Word into practice where you are. You can send us your prayer intentions by mailing them to, you, to us using the following email address love, L-O-V, underscore, verbum day, B-E-R-B-U-M-D-E-I, at outlook.com. The Tuesday and Wednesday prayer groups, gathering respectively at 7 p.m. and 6 p.m. UK time, will pray particularly for these prayer intentions. If this homily has enlightened it or touched you in any way, please share it with your relatives, friends, community and on your social media. Have a blessed week.